Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. Today um, was the sprint qualifying for the Monza Formula One race. Uh, Monza is a racetrack in Italy. It's a super famous one. It has the nickname uh, Speed Kingdom, Kingdom of Speed, something. Ring of Speed. It's got speed in the nickname title. But sprint qualifying is something that is new to the world of Formula One. Now, let me let me explain this to somebody that might not know much about racing in general. Um, I grew up watching NASCAR with my dad. And now I'm watching a lot of Formula One with my wife. Uh, there was a pretty wide gap in there uh, where I didn't watch that many things. But my my understanding of racing really only comes from those two leagues, NASCAR and Formula One. And I know that the qualifying is different for different leagues and different series of racing. But what happens in NASCAR and in Formula One is... Normally, the qualifying is like the day before the race. And what the qualifying does is it sets the order that you're going to start the race in. And if you go fastest in qualifying, you go fast or you start first in the race. You start on the front line. So usually you get a time frame to set the fastest lap that you can. Um, NASCAR and Formula One do it slightly different. NASCAR is like, okay, you take your turn. You have like two laps to get the fastest lap that you can. And then in Formula One, it's like, okay, everybody is kind of going out onto the course. You have 15 minutes to set the fastest lap time you can, but you kind of have to navigate around other people. Well, what sprint qualifying is doing, um, and I think they do this in Formula Two. So the series that's right below Formula One, I believe they do it in Formula Two, um, or is it Formula Three? Either way. So what the sprint qualifying is, is rather than having a set time frame where you can find the fastest lap, they do a mini race and whoever wins the mini race, so a much shorter race than the normal standard race, uh, shorter in laps and length, whoever wins that mini race, they get to be on the front row and it's the order of that mini race. And that mini race has its own qualifying section. So essentially, rather than getting like a normal Formula One weekend goes practice one, practice two, practice three, qualifying the race. This goes practice one, qualifying for the sprint race, practice two, the sprint race, and then going on to the actual race. Now, this is the second time that they have done a sprint race qualifying in Formula One. They tested it out earlier at London. Uh, for the UK Grand Prix. And I, there there are some people that think it's fun. There are some people that don't like it. I think there are pros and cons, but ultimately I am not a fan of the sprint race qualifying for one, one major key issue. Um, and I'll start with the pros. The pros about a sprint qualifying race is it's a little more exciting than watching just a regular qualifying because technically you still get that regular qualifying um that sets the order for the sprint race and then the sprint race sets the order for the regular race so you have a little more action there's a little more on the line like you can score points doing the sprint race 
that's great. It's cool to see, you know, more, I guess you could say bumper to bumper. However, Formula One cars don't have bumpers, but it's, it's cool to see more wheel to wheel racing where in practices and in qualifying, everybody's quote decently good at giving each other space to do the things that they need to do. But the sprint race is an actual race and there's a little bit of points on the line. So yes, the commentators after this one mentioned, wow, it's a lot more exciting to commentate a sprint race than to commentate just a normal qualifying session. And for the fans that get to witness it, they get to witness something a little more exciting. I don't think that those benefits outweigh the cons, um, at least in my eyes. And I think the two biggest cons are, one, you're going to be a lot more hesitant in a sprint race because you can score some points, but you're hardly scoring any points. And what really matters is the race the next day. Like you want to do well in that. Sure. You are setting up a, you are setting up the position you start in for the race the next day. But if you try and go too all out, if you try and play a little too risky and you got, you know, wheel to wheel action going on, you, you could easily be wiped out of sprint qualifying and then start back of the grid. Now, yes, there are risks in Formula One. You know, they're constantly praying, praying, weighing the pros and the cons of everything that they do. There's a lot of decision and strategy that goes into it. So I'm, I'm really, really, really dumbing it down compared to what the drivers and the teams actually have to do. But if, if you crash out in practice or in qualifying... 99% of the time, maybe 90, so 9 out of 10 times, that's just because, like, you as the driver maybe pushed a little too hard in a corner, car got a little bit away from you, maybe the track conditions kind of were a little bit off, but it, it's it's hardly, hardly ever you got into another altercation with another vehicle. You don't see that very often in qualifying and in practice because qualifying and practice, it is – in everybody's best interest to like give a little bit of space to everybody else. So nobody's ever wheel to wheel because they all want to set, you know, the fastest times they can in practice. You're collecting a lot of data, but in, in the sprint, sure. You might be behind a person kind of getting a draft from them, but when you go into the corner more often than not, you're going to be the only person in that corner with the sprint race. And I'm going to use Pierre Gasly, the example that happened with him just in this sprint race that happened. Um, and I, I'll, I'll state my bias completely up front. Pierre Gasly is my favorite driver. Um, I always cheer for him. I want Max Verstappen to win the championship because Max Verstappen is my second favorite driver and he is in the best position to win it. Um, but I love Pierre Gasly. Um, I, I love the way he, he can drive his car. Um, he, he gets the most out of his car he possibly can. I love his social media presence. Um, he's just kind of that, that underdog story that, that I want to cheer for in this sport coming into it pretty fresh. You know, this is the first full season I've watched. So Pierre Gasly started in sixth place for the sprint qualifying and going into turn one, the car in front of him, I'm not going to say the word brake checked because they're right. They're racetrack car drivers. Like they all know where exactly to brake a car, uh, hit the brakes to go into a turn, They've raced at the same track over and over and over again. Like, that's part of racing when you come into a turn and 
on that first turn of the start of the race, everybody's clumped up together. And that's often where you see the most incidents. So Pierre Gasly did happen to come in contact with the back of the car that was in front of him. I believe uh, he came into the back of Daniel Ricciardo. And da- so Daniel Ricciardo stopped a little short because in front of him was Max Verstappen, who blocked off kind of any room for Daniel Ricciardo to go. So that had Ricciardo get onto the brakes, and Gasly just couldn't in time get on the brakes hard enough to avoid making contact with Daniel Ricciardo. Now, it wasn't crazy hard contact. He was still able to exit that turn and was actually going down the main straight, but the nose of the car, like the front wing of the car, was damaged, and so it was scraping along the road, and then inevitably it broke off, sending Pierre Gasly um, off the track into the gravel pit on the left-hand side, and then having a, a relatively safe run into the sidewall. That was on the other end of the gravel pit. So, in terms of crashes we've seen this year, uh, one that no no fear of like harm coming to Pierre Gasly. He's a okay, um, and the car can easily be repaired. Well, I wouldn't say easily, but the par- the car can be repaired well enough to be ready for the race to go the next day. But Pierre Gasly, who drives drives that car so incredibly well and qualifies so incredibly well, qualifies P6 um, pretty consistently. He's consistently qualifying P6. That's like his magic number. Um, And had he not crashed right there, he probably would be starting the race probably in fifth tomorrow, uh, if we're being at all honest, you know, at at least sixths, right? But because it was a sprint race, and he came into contact with another driver, well, he wasn't expecting to get points that day anyway because when the when you do a sprint race, only the top three people get points and they get first place gets three points, second place gets two points, and third place gets one point. So he wasn't expecting to get any points today, but tomorrow where he, he very well could and is expected to get points, and the points you can earn are way more on the actual race, you know, first place gets 25 points, second place gets, I believe, 20. Um, so sixth place gets more than three at the very least. So in the race where he could have expected points, now he's starting from back because he was the only one to crash out, right? Everybody else made it around. So his race is almost completely shot. Now, Pierre Gasly's a great driver. Uh, he has a much better car than some of those people in the backfield. So is it possible for him to navigate his way to at least 10th place to at least get one point? Yes, it's possible. Is it likely? I don't know. You know, he's not driving a Red Bull. He's not driving a Mercedes. He's not driving a, a McLaren, which were the the front runner cars, not only of the season, but definitely on this track. He's He's not in those cars. So his chances of scoring anything have just greatly reduced. And that has completely, completely wiped, almost completely wiped out his chances. So in Pierre's mind, he's like, well, that wasn't worth it at all. It would have been better for him to not even participate because one, he probably wasn't expecting points anyway. He just wanted a good qualifying position. But two, now that he has to start in the back of the grid, had he just sat out of the sprint race, uh, could have saved the team money without having to do repairs. You know, his his team could have 
wouldn't have had to worry about fixing the car, making sure everything was okay for tomorrow. Could have been like, no, I'll, I'll take my last place anyway and just start from the back of the grid. Like, it's the same result. Like, he has the same result as not participating, but with more consequences of not participating in the qualifying. And again, I'm very, very biased towards wanting the best for, Le- not Leclerc, for Gasly. I might have said Leclerc a time or two. Um, if I have, I meant Gasly. Um, I-, I want Gasly to do well. Again, he's my favorite driver. I'll, I'll admit that bias up front. Um, but even if it happened to Hamilton, which Hamilton's a phenomenal driver, and I love how close, I love how close the the race to the championship is between Hamilton and Verstappen. Though I do want Verstappen to win, I still love that there's the challenge, and I still love that race by race we're on the edge of our seat to see what happens between these two drivers. And sure, at the end of this. At the end of the sprint qualifying, everything came up Verstappen. He got second place in the sprint qualifying, but the guy that got first place has a penalty for changing up parts, so he has to start further back in the grid. So really, he's starting in front, and Lewis Hamilton ended fifth, but again, because the guy that got those penalties, Lewis Hamilton starting fourth. So Max Verstappen's in a prime position to win the race tomorrow, which will put him even further ahead in the world championship points which ultimately i want him to win so you you know you would think oh like that's fantastic because originally um well max was starting did he start behind no originally he started behind lewis hamilton hamilton started second in the sprint race so yeah in that in that instance that specific instance i'm like sweet sprint qualifying awesome but the fact that they go wheel to wheel and they're putting so much on the line for seemingly such little reward, I'm like, why take the risk? It's already a dangerous sport. Why take the risk? The max you can get is three points, but then obviously it's setting the grid for how, how you're going to do in the in the race the next day. I just, I just don't think it's worth it. I really don't. And maybe they got to change something with the scoring. Maybe it's... Instead of the top three, it's the top five, right? And you get five, four, three, two, one. Make make it a little more worth it for a little more people. And then obviously it sets the grid for the next day. But you don't want, you also don't want like so many points. Or you don't want too many point scoring opportunities. Like you really want things to come down to the actual races, which is why I say don't do sprint qualifying. Like sure, from a spectator point of view, it's more exciting to see actual racing, but I think it lessens the impact that the actual race has, and these drivers are risking too much. You know, Pierre Gasly is the prime example in this one. Uh, Sergio Perez from uh, the London race, the UK race, he crashed in sprint qualifying, had to start in the back of the grid. I, I just think, I just don't think it's worth the risk. So in in my opinion, I'm not a fan of the sprint qualifying. I, I, I wholly understand why some people might love it. Personally, I don't. But that that's just my opinion. And, and it's a-okay that we differ. And if they do go forward with sprint qualifying, something, something I think needs to change. I, I don't, I say that and I don't have the answer and I don't have a good a uh, good proposal to give, but you're either going to 
have to increase the reward of sprint qualifying, in which case it lessens the impact that the actual race has. Or if you if you decrease the reward, then you get kind of boring racing where nobody cares to make up any position in the sprint race because they'll just take like, okay, if I qualified on Friday for the sprint race on Saturday, I qualified third. It's just in my best interest to fall in line with everybody else and we all just maintain our position. Because if, if you got rid of their points, that's what that's what would happen. Like, sure, you might see an overtake here or there when it's like very clear that it's going to be a clean overtake and you're not risking anything. So you get incredibly boring racing. So it, it's such a hard balance to strike. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision, but I would prefer, hey, Saturday morning you have practice number three Saturday afternoon you give it your all you get the best lap you can possibly do and that sets the grid for Sunday and it's all on the line Sunday because I would much rather I would much rather a a crash where somebody was like you know I was really pushing it the most I could and I just barely put it over that edge where I, I spun off the track or I lost control of it and I didn't get a good qualifying time. I'd rather see that than I was going into turn one and the car in front of me hit the brakes when I wasn't expecting it and I clipped them and that just completely ruined my qualifying. I, I think I think the qualifying should be 100% the driver, the car, and the track and not nobody else. Like You don't have the competitors around you. Now, there is the conversation of the game of cat and mouse that they always play when qualifying, and that's got its own problems. Not what I care to talk about here right now, but sprint qualifying, it, it, it's going to give get a thumbs down for me. Just at the end of the day, I don't think it's worth the risk. And if you incentivize it anymore, that's just going to lessen the impact of the actual race. So... That's where I'm going to leave you for this episode of Teb Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out website jasontebs.com, social media, Twitter mostly, Pummelhead, TikTok is also Pummelhead, so check those out. I'll catch you all next time. Peace out.